Cause it's chilling What more can I say? Top billing What up everybody? This your boy Bill Bellamy And this is Top Billing The number one podcast For the culture, the movement And the discussion today You are in for a treat I'm taking you all the way to Chicago With one of this country's Strongest, funniest, most talented comedians. He is a writer, comedian, podcaster, producer. He does everything the right way. And he's my little brother, a.k.a. my protege. Give it up for Lil Rel Howard in the big... First and foremost, um, I remember your Who's Got Jokes auditions. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't audition. Did you not? I hosted the auditions. Oh, when you auditioned, I was watching you. See, you got to remember the story. I hosted the auditions. Okay. I wasn't even on the show. <laughs> and Wait, was that uh, all jokes aside, right? Well, no, uh, 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 jokes, jokes and notes. notes. Was that jokes and notes? And I had, you know, recipes called Craig. I was like, yo, why am I not on the show? He's like, what? I was like, why Why you ain't asking me to do, you had me host? Yeah. No, but in, your, in, in, in your home city. In my home city. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> why am I not on the show? <laughs> but no, do you know why you was on the show? Cause when I when I saw you, I was like, "Yo, money right here, though." I was like, "Yo, the dude right here, like, we we good." It was like, "Ah, well, technically." I was like, "Ain't no technically. He got to be on the show." Put me on the show. Went on the show mm -hmm. and went berserko, like berserko. Like I knew, I knew when I saw you that night that you had it. But then when we started doing the competition, mm -hmm. every curveball we threw at you, you was like. Shur, shur. You was you was on your Floyd Mayweather. You was dipping and diving. Well, you know what's crazy about that is that's <laughs> that's still to this day. I think you know sometimes people ask you like when you had your breakout thing. Right. And I think I just think it's different moments that happen at different time. That who got jokes episode beating Leon Rogers. Shout out to Leon Rogers in Chicago who was yeah. on the radio. He the man. Everything. Everything. And to get a double standing ovation. Bro. And I use you and Tommy on my reel. Like, just for you to be like, he's one of the funniest comics I've ever seen. Ever. I quoted that. Like, I'm glad you said that, brother. I'm putting that in my reel. No, no. Dead ass <laughs> serious. Like, you one of those guys, like, I've been doing this a long time, and, and there's certain people you see and you know they got it. Like, you had this thing. I was just like, damn. I was like, confidence, charisma. He's got his own little energy about him. And I always loved your laugh. Right? I was like, he got the funniest little laugh and shit. Because, like, Chris Tucker got the voice. You got the laugh. Your laugh is like, yuck, yuck. I love that motherfucker, man. I'm scared to do it. Like, no, no, you go, you, it's going to happen. Gonna it's going to happen. But real talk, <laughs> I remember saying to you, like, dog, you're going to be all right. And you were like, man, I grew up on you. Um, how crazy is it, right, from, I'm going to say this is like 2006 going into 2007 mm -hmm. to now. And I want your fans to really understand your ride. You work very, very hard. Well, let's start with just you first, right? Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. It's two movies I watched a lot in high school. Okay. It was Boomerang and How to Be a Player. Okay. Like, almost every single day. Are you serious? I'm not even lying. Like, I literally watched, like, it's it's certain things I buy because of Marcus Graham. It's certain, it's certain the way I started, like, <laughs> it's going to sound messed up, but, like, How to Be a Player was, like, my guy book on How to Holler at Women. Right. I'm a like, lot of guys say that, though. Because it that's what it felt like. You feel like the coolest dude in the world, right? <laughs> Teaching you how to get to the ladies. I love it. And so, like, when I first met Bill, Bill one of those people, like, especially, like, as far as a, a celebrity goes, like, and it's only a few people I'm like, yo, I can't wait to meet this guy someday. And like, oh, it's the fuck, it's Bill Bellamy. That's really Bill Bellamy standing. Wow. He's a lot taller than I thought he was. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and what's beautiful about you was, like, you took took me in right away. Because, look, when you're a young comic, I wasn't sure about a lot. Right. 
<laughs> I really was. I mean, we was on like a rooftop. Yo, I'll never like, forget that conversation. And your boy at the time. Knowledge Beckham, my manager. Shout out, shout out to Knowledge, yeah. man. Knowledge was your ride or die from day one. Day you one. know what I'm saying? And I remember us, uh, after you had such a fantastic um, uh, performance, we were on the rooftop having like our little rap party or whatever. And you was like, yo, B-Man, real talk. I never thought in a million years I would ever meet you nor talk to you. Mm -hmm. How many times has that happened now? Because now that you've worked so hard, you've run into a lot of stars like that. I mean, you know, Ryan Reynolds is somebody I'm a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. So by the time I did Free Guy, I remember <laughs> I didn't even do my first line because I was just staring at him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got the line. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. And I, I did to be honest with production. Like, look, yeah, I'm I, really a huge fan. <laughs> so it's throwing me off. <laughs> it's throwing me off. Um, like, you know, it's it's. I still have those moments all the time. Yeah. And it's still, like, surreal. Like, it, And it, honestly, it's kind of weird now for me because people do it to me. And I'm like, all right, man. Uh, you know, that's how I met Gerard Carmichael. Gerard was a young comic. One of one of your wonderful projects, the my, Gerard my, Carmichael show, my, which you came man. on and took on at, on C, what was on CBS, NBC. Oh, NBC. On M Gerard Carmichael show on NBC. NBC. And yeah. see, when I met him, he was like a young comic, like man, I'm a big fan. I'm like who is you, fam? Like all right, bro, like chill. Right. <laughs> but we became friends like that. And I think that's what's beautiful about the comedy world. Like you know, especially I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. It's a, it's such a I and especially it. if you're a fan first. Correct. So watching Def Jam, watching Comic View. I remember the first day I did a, a Chicago club. I was only like 19. I shouldn't even been in there. Um, and the first day I, went, I was about to go up, I saw like, dang, I saw everybody from Comic View. No way. I, there used to be a payphone in the bathroom. I went and called my <laughs> brother and said, yo, everybody from Comic View is here, and I got to go back to these dudes. <laughs> and everybody's murdering. And they're killing. And they just, and it's so crazy because we don't see that a lot in the comedy clubs. What? Chicago comedy at that time, everybody was killing. You guys were hungry, man. I love Chicago. That's like my second home, man. Chicago is is, is a miniature version of New York. You guys have pockets. I, I would never say that. Well, I'm just saying. It's Chicago, not as big as Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. I know. I know how oh, you, you mean size-wise. Okay, size that's wise. different. But you know. I know. And y'all got better yeah. chicken. But anyway, <laughs> I love y'all chicken. That Harold's chicken is a monster. So real quick, shout out to Harold's chicken. So real quick, um... What I loved about Chicago was I felt home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When I came there, the first club I ever performed in was All Jokes Aside at that time. Mm -hmm. And obviously I did Jokes and Notes and then I would do all the theater shows as well. But I liked being in the smaller clubs because I felt like I could feel and, and taste the city, the real people, the hardworking mm -hmm. people that go to work, come, come out to a club to really kick back and laugh. Yes. And if you funny in Chicago, it's all day laughter. It's the best it's, feeling in the world. It's the toughest place to get really good at. Said the entertainer, somebody else I look up to. Mm -hmm. The first time Sid saw me on stage, they were shooting the first barbershop in Chicago. And D-Ray used to have this, uh, shout out to D-Ray Davis. He had a Sunday night spot at Rivers Comic Club, which, which everybody was there. We talking about the baddest women, dope dealers. Everybody. Everybody was there. <laughs> Every, that was the first time I saw people buying bottles at a comedy club. What was the name of it again? It was called, he was at Riddles Comedy Club. Riddles. Riddles, yep. Uh, uh, whatever Sunday nights was called. Harlem nights or whatever. And man, said, I was standing outside. Oh, i never forget this. He always forget that he said this. But I'm like, he walked up like, Young Gun! So he called me Young Gun. He's right. like, man, you so funny, man. You can get my, my manager info, man. I'm like, all right, cool. The next day, I got cards made and called myself the Young Gun of Comedy. <laughs> Sid, Are you Sid, serious? Dead serious. The next, the literally the next day, I got a bunch of because I one thing I learned from D Ray and D Ray is somebody who I learned a lot from, like the hustle of this, right? Even just the way 
you know, I know how to freestyle in comedy. I learned from D. Ray. D. Ray was doing it every single Sunday. Oh yeah, he's he's a master at that. He's a master at so that's and that's what I thought I had to do between him, you, Tony Roberts, and oh. J. B. Smooth. Oh, you good? You that's who a, I studied though. Thank you, man. That's that's, that's a great class of Dude. all those comics. All the comics you named are are legendary in 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 with their talent to me as well. It's just like all my friends, man. This is the thing that I want people to understand about you. Your gift put you here. You were already gifted. You know what I'm saying? You probably didn't see like, okay, well, I'm in Chicago. I'm killing these smaller clubs. How am I going to become a movie star? How am I going to, to be a name in the game? Well, the you know, talent. What's, well, crazy thing is, Bill, I, you know what's funny? I always thought that about myself. Like since I was a little kid, this is what I wanted to do. I wrote a show called Name Your Adventure. They used to come on NBC to meet. The Wayans family. <laughs> right. He was writing adventures to go like, like skydiving. I said, I want to go to the living color. <laughs> and they let's send me a letter back. Sorry, we can't help your adventure come true. They canceled the show. We're like, damn, damn. That was my big chance. That was my only chance. Uh, because I always knew I wanted to do this, man. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, first I fell in love with the characters. Like, that's why, like, Dwayne Wayne, that character was so influential to me, right? Because it's like, oh, a dude with glasses and he's cool. And But then you start thinking about the actor. Right, and I'm like, yo, this dude, he's he's acting. This Dwayne Wayne is not real. So now you're like, oh, I want to act, and you're good at it, bro. Like, I mean, but stand up is a, look. All this ties into each other. I just knew once I'm one of those people. If you let me in, I'm coming to dominate. Oh, bro, I'm I, not even. Don't give you a guest spot if you ain't gonna kill. Like you're gonna kill. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You killed on my show with a boot on your foot. I'll never forget. Well, no, that. I didn't have. Oh, he's about the last <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah. So keep bringing this up. So yeah. I love. I love how. First of all, man, you I know love crazy? that you like you. I could never come to Chicago and not hang out. I me and you I performed for almost. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? It made me a better comedian being in that boot because I couldn't move. You had to stay I still. Had to stay still and just. And then you know because I was hosting jokes and notes, I couldn't like walk out the room. I had to watch every comic. Ah! <laughs> so, so you so you was on comedy punishment. I was on com but, but it was a it was a beautiful thing to watch though because right. you started watching how everybody worked, and then I got really good at just being in my pocket. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It wasn't about the physicality of things. It's like, oh, I got to be able to just talk this out because. Yeah, can't, because you move. can't. You now the physical comic. You now you are you are locked into being a comedian. Yep. Sometimes adversity bring out the best. Mm -hmm. And I seen you kill with that boot. And I and I remember when you got the boot off, where you felt like it was like vacation for you when you, you had that tell boot. Me nothing now, that boot came off. Now, <laughs> now you, you had now you had on both nothing. sneakers. You were <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing because this thing. But I had to dress better because of the boot. Yeah, like a lot of things I had to do because of the boot. Because of the boot made the boot. you made you <laughs> little braille, man. I, I always loved like. Oh, this is just a personal part of our friendship that I love. I love coming to Chicago and taking you places you've never been before. Yo, and your he, own. <laughs> I, this is a true story. This man took me to a club, right? I mean, the shit was popping. It was dope. I tried to go the next week. The building wasn't even there. I said, I swear to God, this was a club last week. I was just here with Bill Bell. And I'm not even lying. It was like, I like it was. It threw me. I'm like, yo, it was, this was a club. We, we was just in there. It was like a line. It was ropes. <laughs> <laughs> but just just segue from like 
you know, being a comedian and knowing that 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 vibe and that wave of being one of the funniest comedians in the country and segueing that into a acting career. Like I saw you on the Carmichael show, mm -hmm. getting your grind, getting your reps in. Like then, you know, I see behind the scenes you're writing and doing things. I'm like, okay, he's he's multifaceted with this thing. Yeah, and then couple years later next thing i know you ain't get out and you steal a whole movie like that's that's like dope as fuck bro that's but then it's one of those things where like i guess one of the quiet things i don't talk about much is is like staying original and what my voice is is like got me all these opportunities correct you know jordan peele said he was writing that and he was thinking of me that's why when I was reading it, I was like, if I don't book this, I'm a terrible actor because this sounds like Jay, me. Just <laughs> like me. <laughs> like, like I, I actually, this, this is how I talk. This is this literally sound like me. If right. I don't get this, something wrong with I'm me. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Because it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and come to find out, he was like, yo, I was writing it and I was thinking of you the whole time. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, man. But see, you, we don't realize um, as talent a lot of times the impression that we that we put out there, that little like footprint, um, whether it's a stand-up moment, whether it's a, a performance in a TV show or a film. Like we keep putting, like it's just like flashes of ourselves and people catch it and they go, oh my God, I want more of that. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel about your career. Mm -hmm. Like you just keep putting flashes of people where they want more of you and you like, and it's perfect how you're not oversaturated. You just, you dancing, bam. You be like, damn, drop comedy special. Okay, cool. Boom, another movie. All right, cool, chill. Come back, bam. Like it's like, mm -hmm. you're just punching. I love that shit. Cause I, I don't want to force that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I think about like, and once again, you you in legendary status, you know. I, I think, and I, I feel like we should talk more about that. That's why I, I know they did like the Def Jam celebration, but mm -hmm. it's deeper than that to me. Because I think about even Comic View, you guys are all legends, and y'all showed us how to do this. Correct. You know, so it's like for me, I just wanted to be like my heroes, and then like like Bernie became somebody I, I was obsessed with oh, at some Bernie's point because incredible. he was just like incredible. He's so good. He's such an underappreciated actor. Yeah. Bernie was like, you know, when you watch Above the Rim and the ride he takes us on. All every every role that Bernie Mac played, you felt like he put 1000% into it cuz I remember when we did Who's the Man and Bernie came up from Chicago. I was like, Bernie, you ain't got to stay stay with me, man. We good. We go to New York and we do this movie together. We bonded over that film and he was reading his lines all night. Like he was like he was studying for SAT or something. Like you know mm. what I'm saying? He was very very diligent about it. and then he would ad lib too. Like he could do it 30 different ways and all of them was funny. Like he was just that kind of guy and that was one of the things that I learned um, from Bernie is preparation. You know, be ready for your moment and have your A, B, and C because you might have to go to D because mm -hmm. the crowd might be weird. This might happen. Mm -hmm. somebody, might, somebody might faint at the show. He always had a, a counter for everything. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I that I learned from Bernie that I, I keep to this day in my timing um, with my stand up how I can go fast, I can slow up and then speed up. Like there's so many rhythms to it that people don't know about. Well, that's a great thing. Uh, you know, I, this last special I did, I, I used that muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have time to tour. Right. So what I did is what I did. I didn't know where the set was going. I didn't know anything. So you did the, it's this This is the one um, I'm thinking it. I said it, y'all thinking it. I'm say, I said it, y'all thinking All it. All freestyle. You freestyled a whole comedy special. Yep. And you did not know what you was going to say. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
And and it was it was the it but it was an old muscle that I had in Chicago. Okay. When I was doing Wednesday, by the time y'all, you know, y'all did the Who Got Jokes auditions, yes. I was hosting everything. So okay. I was freestyling every damn week. Right. Because people would, the same would, people were coming. I would not repeat a bit. I didn't repeat shit. Every every Wednesday for three or four years straight, I freestyle every people were, was begging me to do stuff again. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it again. So my bad time I got to my first special, all it was was the best of me. The best of your freestyles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's dope. That's like that's sitting on an album. You know, that's like yeah. Jay's Jay sitting on the best of joint that he never released and he just dropping on the fan. That's exactly that's actually kind of dope though. I mean, it's so funny because who got jokes like got the preview, you know, when I was, you know, I used to do the hood rest thing, which is so crazy how like that translated to all the comics, right? Wait, oh, first of all, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> I wanna be I wanted to be documented that the hood rack chick, the theme, the hand movement, everything is from you. I've never seen it before in life until you did it. And then I seen every other comedian try to duplicate it. Now, they don't do the, the character all the way, but all the mannerisms and everything. Well, that's why I never got like weird about it right. or mad about it. I mean, it irritated me sometimes seeing it. And it's not even just that. It's like a lot of little stuff, right? right. And I'd be like, damn, these niggas. They went and got your glasses. Uh, every, every, <laughs> it's just every, every little thing, man. They went and got the beard. Where I do the old man. Like, it's just like cadences of things, right? right? And I'm like, damn. But the, the key to that is, to any comic watching this, to keep staying original. People can try to do what you're doing. But they're not living it. They're not living it. Yeah. And so because you're not living it, you can't even tell the same story that no! I I seen I saw so many people do their version of Booty Call when I first came out. Mm. They was like, yeah, last night, right? And boom. Like, they was trying to like... I was like, dog, I'm telling that from a real situation. Mm -hmm. Y'all thinking like it's a skit. That's like a, that's an embellished real moment from my life, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. I put it on stage. And that's what I love about comedy is like uh, T.C. Cope told me this a long time ago. He said, life write the script for you. Yep. And I'm like, wow. It's simple, but it's really, really profound because your life is your script for your stand-up. You can take pieces out of a lot of us sit on bits. Mm -hmm. A lot of us sit on stuff. And, and when we start talking, you don't even realize it's a bit. You'd be like, what? Man, I ain't even tell nobody that. Well, once again, <laughs> that's what made this last special so unique to me. Because it was like, all I can go with is what I've experienced. Correct. Here we go. Here we go. You know, because even talking about, I was talking about my new relationship. I was talking about therapy. I was talking about, was talking about everything that was happening. I was talking about stuff I was watching. You know, when I talked about, you know, Will and Chris, their situation, it was yeah. from a very honest, I had no time to rehearse it. No. So whatever I said is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, have you ever uh, in your career had anybody get mad at you over a bit? Everybody. Right. Everybody. It's too, because I'm too, it's too personal. I've had girlfriends get mad. You going to talk about my wigs? Like, yeah, I did. I don't care. <laughs> but it was like, I, you know, I, everybody, like, like everybody. Right, right, like, right. Everybody, like I used to do the, my teacher, Mr. Godfrey, who's a real teacher. I remember I never, because they like, little boy, little, you know, never serious noise. So that, that character, just a real person. So I remember I went to visit the school, and I walked in, he's like, little boy, you doing them jokes about me? I'm like, oh, damn, you still alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> you still working at the school, fam. You, little boy, you gonna do them jokes about me, little boy? You, but your characters so are funny. so funny, because they're people that, um, that I grew up with too, uh, 
One of my favorite, well, two, two of my favorite characters outside of the hood rat chicks, because you they're like the adventures of the hood rat chicks. Mm-hmm. And you got like different scenarios, which <laughs> I think are fantastic. But I love always loved your father, the 70s guy, <laughs> with his with his with his gloves, and he got out the van <laughs> and he talked with his hands. Yo, your father's character and your mom with mm-hmm. the with the man voice. Mm-hmm. Them two right there back in the day. I, I was like, please do it. You know what's please great about it. the bit about my mother? The first time I ever did it is because she was at the show. Okay. So it was almost a freestyle. She came to support one of my shows and she was sitting there. And it's out at last week. I was like, you know, my mama smoked cigarettes. My mama right there, but she a smoker. She got, you better. So the first time I ever did it was in front of her. <laughs> and is her voice really that deep? She used to smoke, yeah. So it was, I mean, you know. It's so a, it's got that resonance, it's that, in, that it's Newport. In, it's embellished. It's embellished a little bit. But it's, it was what it was. I mean, she sang in a choir. They did have her singing alto or tenor. <laughs> It was all, this was all true. Because you know what's funny about being a comedian? <laughs> it's like, from a little kid, pers- it's like everything I ever just paid attention to. Yeah. From when I was a kid to I was a grown up, was just me watching everybody. Snapshots. Snapshots. <laughs> Even when I do my pastor character, that's my uncle. He's a pastor. I've been doing him for years. That's who I've been doing because I watched him every Sunday. That's one of the things that I love about comedy and I hope that that you do as well is that we're able to take real things from our lives and entertain people. Mm-hmm. Um, during COVID, I'm sure you were, you know, sitting around and kind of thinking about, you know, everything since everything slowed down. Did you did it make you have an appreciation for comedy a different way? Um, you know, so it went about comedy. I appreciated my journey. Your journey. You know, I think one day I was sitting in the house, I had like three movies come on. I'm like, damn. I had that's why I had a moment. I had that weird moment of I was sitting in my living room, it was a true story, and I had a moment of realizing, oh wow, you made it inside the TV. Yeah. Cause I remember little kid me just looking at and it, that world didn't even seem real or realistic for me. It was a world I, I love going to, but I didn't know I could be a part of that. Absolutely. And I was literally sitting at the crib like, dang. I was almost talking to little kid me like, wow, fam, you made it in You made it in the <laughs> you box. Made, you made it in the box. <laughs> But 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 I, it is astounding, man. And um, I hope that's one of my my passions about the podcast is that I definitely want to inspire people and let people see my friends who are talented that worked hard that came from some real places make it because a lot of times it just takes that imagination first so you already obviously always had the imagination like wow you had this like no ceiling imagination Mm -hmm. and then you took that and you just started just placing bricks and you built a house now you built a foundation for your career it's been it's been i've been in this very grateful place of just paying attention you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's like yo i don't pull this off like even just who i know sometimes you know what i'm saying I remember, um, and prayers go up to, to Jamie Foxx. Yes, One shout thing, out to our boy Jamie, getting well. Get well soon. But what I love about him is his humbleness. I remember I like text him, because me and my kids was watching Soul uh, during Christmas, the holidays, we went to Big Bear for the holidays. Right. We decided to watch Soul, and I was just like, dude, this movie is so good. It's man. so dope. <laughs> he FaceTimed me with his family, like, just humble, man. Thank you so much. It means a lot. I'm like, but you, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, why you? But it's it's a respect thing, you yeah. know. And so he's one of those people who's quick to be like, "Real, you killing it, man. I'm proud of you. You so funny. You so this." And so like, I just just the people I get to I get to know these legends, man. That that you know that show love means a lot to me. You know, I I am like a, 
I feel like my little group is the last like of the like kind of old school comics. Yeah. Are <laughs> oh, you at the right age to be like this? Yeah. Is funny. You right. You're like you're right at the right age to have all the textures of the OGs, but you're mm-hmm. still young enough to have the other stuff, right? Yeah. That's exactly what it. I always feel in between. I mean, that's one of the cool things I think about my groups. Your friends. graduation class. <laughs> oh, my graduation class, right. which is so crazy. But like <laughs> when you do turn out to be the valedictorian, right? You 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 graduated magnums cum laude. Yeah, I was out here. And, God damn! And, and it was, but it was from being a part of the nostalgia of things. I mean, even the way I, I pick stuff when I act, mm. you know, it's because of the actors I really look up to. I mean, let's get, we talked about Bernie. Bernie's one of them. Eddie's one of them. Robin Williams. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Robin actors Williams of all time. Too. He's in our top five. Robin Williams, Oscar. He did everything. He showed comedians to me. He was one of the first comedians that showed us that everything we want to do is possible. Drama, mm-hmm. comedy, mm-hmm. supporting, lead. He did every single side of it. Yep. Well. Well. God damn. I mean, like, like the silliest person in the room. He's the he's the silliest guy. Yeah. But when I tell you he can make you cry, Laugh. watching a movie. Like, oh man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like when I I, I study Robin Williams. Like I like I study him. And, yeah. and Whoopi Goldberg too is another like beast. Anomaly of like this legendary status. Egot. Just show you how but, just, but could be funny and dramatic and not like and real. And people don't even know, like you gotta you gotta know comedy to understand the legacy of Whoopi Goldberg. Like people mm-hmm. might just be, oh, she's the wonderful lead on the View. Whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, 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 whoa, no, no, whoa, whoa! Get your life together. That was my mother's <laughs> favorite actor. Period. Was Whoopi Goldberg? Absolutely. Like I don't care what Whoopi did. And you know what's funny? I always look at somebody like Whoopi Goldberg, and I can understand why my mother probably was like very like whoa because you know dark woman, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing somebody who looks like Whoopi. Become a mega star. Mega wasn't wasn't normal. Yeah, <laughs> you know and she so, she's definitely a legend. And Whoopi Goldberg, we we love you. You get your flowers. We're not waiting. Your flowers are here, delivered to you for your impact. You are an innovative woman. You have created avenues for us that we didn't even know was possible. She's a, she's a female Harry Belafonte. And 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 even better. Go ahead. I, you Go know, ahead. Like, because if, if she's, I mean, think about this, right? And this is what we talking about comedy. And like, even with your your legend, right? That's why I can't wait to read the book. Yo, you becoming a host on the hottest at that time. Like MTV was it. Period. There was no other place it, it to do was, it. It was just what it was. And it was, and that's one of the things about the top bill in my book that's out right now that you guys can get and you can listen to the audio book. Um, it is an interesting ride, the 90s. It was one of those things. You said this earlier, which is really pivotal. You said all the legends was alive. Mm-hmm. So you had Whitney, you had Pac, you had Big, you had all these different, you had Jay-Z coming up. You Dude, had, you had Luther Vandross there. You had, like, it is, like, it, like, like what? I was watching an old clip of the Soul Trader Wars. Right. <laughs> And I was just like, and I've been to the Soul Trader Wars, but I'm like, no, 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 no. It ain't like this, though. Yo, that, that 93, that, 4, 5 was, was bonkers. Was, it didn't even make sense. I was like, what type of after party was this? It was crazy. But that, what it, type bro, of, bro. what, but what, what Bro, type? let me tell you what's crazy about the night. Wait, Della Reese is here, too? Like, everybody, <laughs> like, everybody, like, it don't even. 90s after parties was bananas. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you right now. You would see Prince right there chilling with the big, 
big glasses on with the cane with his legs crossed, chilling with his with, <laughs> with a harem. With a harem. You would see Luther over here having some champagne with Mariah. You'd see you'd see uh 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 Pac just walk in with a Pac walk in, everybody dressed in black tie and all. He walk in with a a a, a, a gold uh, with um red wings jersey on with with a bandana in a black tie party and don't nobody say nothing. <laughs> Michael Jackson come in with a monkey and don't nobody say nothing. The monkey put his hand in a potato salad. <laughs> Everybody be like, did the monkey just put hey, his man, hand in a potato man, salad? Hey man, bubbles, 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 I was very much like you when you say, like, you can't believe that, you know, you're in this room. Like, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. How the hell I'm sitting here talking to Elton John or somebody? Like, and Elton's like, man, you're doing a fantastic job. Because oh, at that time, you know, I was the ambassador to pop culture, a guy who was helping artists become platinum artists. And it was happening overnight. Bands, uh, solo artists, groups. We, we don't even have groups anymore. What was your favorite group? Your Give me your top three singing groups in the 90s. You coming up. What grade was you in, in 92, 93? So I graduated in 98. Okay, so, so you, I was like seventh, eighth grade. Okay, eighth grade. Eighth grade well. So, so... At the time. At the time. Yeah, groups like Subway. People don't remember Subway. Oh, you Just a little game that we play. You, you like, know Subway? Fam. Bro. Or I want you to say <laughs> so we can play this little game we, we play. You go high. Like them niggas sing. What? They sing that great. So it's like but, you, but, but, but you, you felt like you could sing they song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they was before B2K. <laughs> they, I mean, them. I mean, you got. And we talking about like at that time, and I was young, so you had like what was uh, uh, another bad creation? Another bad, yeah. Aisha, you was a good Michael Bivin. Shout out Man. to Biv Ten. And so it, it was. That was a good little era, though. Eighth grade, seventh damn. grade for you. You was winning, and it was it was fun watching. St I remember that's when I became a real big fan of Sinbad. What? Yeah, Sinbad was Around killing that time. Right yes, I, it might have been. I might have been hosting. He might have been hosting Apollo. He was hosting Apollo. Yep. Man, and I just it's so those little memories. I be like, man, I remember sitting at my godmother's house with my mm. mama and <laughs> her friends, and we watching Sinbad. Like we Sinbad was the shit. Sinbad hosted that show like a pro, like it was always his show. And he, when I was coming up at that time, he um he was the host when I went on, and I was like a guest. And I'll never forget this man. Everybody got booed on my show. Everybody. Everybody got booed on the night. It, pro, the people that's real. I'm an amateur. The real people got booed. They, they got was booed. coming back down. Okay, all right, next. Come up the stairs. Come back down the stairs. There was a little, there was a singing group, girl group. They was real cute. Back down the staircase. So you had to walk to your death, right? I mean, <laughs> and they would yell down in the green room, Bellamy, you're next. I'm like, oh my God. Four people just came down, decapitated. I went up there. <laughs> I went up there and I saw Sinbad. And Sinbad said, good luck, man. Rub the rock. Good luck. They tough tonight. He, did, he gave me the two tap. I said, oh, Lord. I said, but my mama was there. You know, mama, when your mama in the audience, you can't get booed. But you can't get booed in front of your mama. Ain't no mistakes allowed. So I went up there. And I, you know what I had to do? I had to start with my clothes. Ooh, that's, yeah, I had to. I had to jump out on them. That's a mark of a brilliant comic. Like people don't get that. Like if you, if you, 
every time I'm every time I want to start doing new material, mm-hmm. I gotta open with my hardest thing right. to make this other stuff good. Yeah, put pressure on yourself. Boom. Go with your go with your 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 super home run first and work backwards to see what happens. You get better at it. You get better. You'll at You'll build it. another. You'll build another home run hitter. That's such a that's such a beautiful risk to take. You know what I mean? Like most people are scared to do that. Like I like I love doing that. I will open with some hard in a heartbeat. Like cool. Now what? Let's go. <laughs> I remember one night I saw you. Um, this is when I really knew that comedy bug is in you forever like in your bloodstream where one night you came in and you wasn't thinking about doing stand-up we was at the improv or something one of them one of them cool d-ray nights or whatever and you was like yo bill man tonight i'm just off the clock you know what i'm saying i just got off i just got off the set i'm chilling man i'm just having a little cocktail and you heard like two good comments going you was like you know what i'm putting my sneakers on and you was, <laughs> i'm about to put my shoes on okay they playing today you know how like when you go to the court and cast me hooping for real and hey, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the truck Bill, and get my Bill, shoe. I'm crazy like that, like because I'm a, and, and we like basketball, so like every yeah. day is a basketball. Everybody is a, everything's a basketball. I game. remember a Comic View I was doing the season some more hosted, mm-hmm. and shout out to James Davis. He had went up before me and got like a standing ovation after he did his Obama bit. And I remember everybody in the control room going crazy because James was a writer too, so they all was supporting. Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> I, and it's just me being honest. I was right. like, hmm, yeah, I think that's a standing ovation. Oh. What if I make every joke that? Ooh! Oh, let's go! Le- oh, that's what, what we doing. I, what you think I did? What you, what you think I did? Come on, little bro! What you think I Stop did? Stop playing went, with me! I went crazy. You you had to. I had to. And, and, and he didn't do anything wrong. No, he did you know, every... I laugh at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan be making up motivation. That's what I was doing. <laughs> James didn't do nothing. No, all he did was put the fire on all your he, ass. All he did was his job. I'm like, yeah, I'll show you. He like, what? <laughs> but that's but that's good. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And that was one of the things that, you know, people didn't understand about Def Comedy Jam. Everybody was a professional. Everyone was a killer. You got so you mean to tell me you got Jamie Foxx, Chris Tucker, DL, and you got Steve, then you? And you gonna tell me you're gonna throw up a regular set? That's not the night for regular set. Yo, it was <laughs> it was a time you know, you gotta think about that. You had the Miller Junior Draft competition that was around at that time. Um, those competitions don't exist anymore. I I always wanted to do the it's Bay, kind of we Bay give, Area we just, we just competition. We're giving out trophies I now. Trophies. Yeah, I never I never got a chance to be in any of those kind of like Bay Area competitions. A junior, I remember the a Miller Junior One mm-hmm. Draft situation. I missed that. That was a tournament, fam. Like when you like uh, for comedians. Oh, what Chicago, years? What years are we talking? I, I did it ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, like mm-hmm. all around that time. Okay. It was like a tournament. You had to go all these different clubs around the city of Chicago. And beat and their you gotta ass. win that club. Yeah, you gotta win, beat win that. Win that. We're only picking four from this <laughs> round. We only pick it was cool. It was The pressure is enormous. Cool. And it was like, and the dope part about it, the setup is to get to this huge stage in Chicago at Navy right. Pier. Wow. Or this huge Chicago. Like, so it was that. You know what I'm saying? And so you, but you had to go through the like the hood spot. It was random spots that Miller J and Draft picked. <laughs> That you like, man, I might get shot tonight if I don't. If I do better, I might get shot. Yeah, I might get. And so, like, I remember Wildcat, one of my good friends, uh, Brian the Wildcat Smith, and my roommate, he took second. He almost won. He lost to Leon. So, this is a full circle moment. That's why I, I told you I found motivation for no reason. <laughs> 
for no reason. I'm gonna find me some like, motivation. Leon, I'm gonna beat you for Wildcat. I'm gonna beat you for Wildcat. I'm gonna beat your ass for Wildcat. What you did to Wildcat? You gonna do that to my my roommate? Okay. And that's what it is too. Living with two other comedians. Shout out to Michi and Wildcat. That experience living with those two. The reason why I do comedy the way I do is right. because of them, right? They because so I used to sit around telling stories all the time. Like right. we'd have people at the house, people be cracking up. But I would never do any of that on stage. And one day we was on a road trip and Michi and Wildcat was like, yo, all right, we tired of hearing these fucking stories. Why don't you do it on stage? But you scared? That was it. Scared. Oh, scared of what? And I went on stage, and I remember the first bit I did about any family stuff, and it killed. And I'm like, oh, shit, I could just go personal. Yes! The boy, these, per- fuck these jokes. Fuck these jokes. Every just, joke I've written. Let's just that. get personal. Let's, let's get talk personal. about life. Yeah. And um, that that right there, to me, is, is the sauce for you because your stand-up exudes that. I feel the Chicago on you. I, I really, really love seeing you keep that authenticity in your work, like I saw you in Judas and the Messiah. It was a small role, but you was in the pocket with it. I was like, uh-oh, But see, uh-oh. That, that, hold on, that's that's from the Bernie Mac school of acting. Yeah, I was in the pocket. One scene, it don't matter. It don't matter. You gonna remember that you saw me in this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, that that one, that was a phone, that was one of my first time using my phone call shit. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Fred Hampton, I'm from the west side of Chicago. Right. My family constantly taught me about Fred Hampton. I met life. his I met his son. We became friends. And so like, why am I not in this movie? So I, I you know, so I hit Ryan Coogler, like, hey, brother. Uh, hey, Ryan, what's up, bro? Yeah, man, you ain't got nothing for me? Right, you got, you better have something. And he's this. like, all right, we got something dark for you. You want to do it? Yeah. Like, Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> and you know, that's my era too. So like the drip. Oh, man. I couldn't wait to wear that 70s suit. Bro, boy, you look good, man. man. You and you was, shit and you was in that. <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something. I watch. I'm. I, I study. You was on point with that character. You was in the pocket, bro. It was the energy of it was mm-hmm. right. You can do it all. And it was a full circle moment because it was me working with Daniel and Lakeith again. Wow. Yeah. In a different way though. In a different yeah, way. Yeah. They, they, they get but, out. But that's what's beautiful about it. Like you know, I'm. You know, we was talking about this. Like, yeah, it's cool to do these things. I, I am very particular about what I pick. Right. You know, I, I like things that have impact to it. I like telling real stories that inspire us, or that's the truth. And um, I've been picky about it. Nobody probably noticed that I'm doing it, but I'm very selective about these the messages that I'm, all these characters I'm portraying and the message that those movies are putting out there. So very particular about it. Like, even with Vacation Friends, or Vacation Friends 2 coming up soon. Yeah, this, 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 this is, uh, you on a run for 2023. Uh, this Tell is, us about your, the projects that you're dropping. Dude, we got Harold and the Purple Crayon. Which wow. Is, this is, uh, it's a great family movie. It's, it's been testing well. I can't wait for people to see it. Paw Patrol 2, Vacation Friends 2, uh, another movie called The Reunion, which is so fun. It's really, really funny. Uh I got like a series I'm on a Pixar uh, show uh, called Win or Lose, and uh, I play this dad of uh, a, a young person who's who's transitioning, uh, changing genders, mm-hmm. and so like it's from a very honest perspective. And it's such a beautiful story too. So I'm saying like it's very specific what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, you- oh, the meal too. Now I got the, 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 the this movie. I just watched the cut of it. Okay, it's I started and I produced in. I'm like hands on with this shit. It is 90 percent me. Just me, but it's a sci-fi thriller, so not a comedy. And dude, I look, I, I don't talk about winning awards or nothing. But you going for it. But damn it, if <laughs> I don't get one for this one. What? <laughs> they got they better they better. I better get a soul train award or some <laughs> shit. 
better get a soundtrack <laughs> man, Hey, bro, man, listen, man. You can, you can stop by Top Billing anytime you want, man. It's a pleasure. I wanted people to really feel your warmth and in, in, in who you are, man. You deserve the win. You bring us so much joy on through all your projects. And I got to have a little fun with you before you get out of here. Okay. On, on the show, we always have uh, all facts. It's this, this is where I ask you a question. You got to tell me all facts. Okay. All facts. Okay. You ready? I'll do it. All right. Lil Rel, all facts. You get top five comedians that influence your comedy. Easy. Damn. Past, past, present, future. It's tough. Well, Richard Pryor, which is everybody's. Bam. Uh, which is one of the first full books I read was his biography. And mm -hmm. it was so good. I should have been reading. I stole it out the library. This is a, a quick story. I stole it out the library. <laughs> And I thought I took all the alarm things out, and I didn't. <laughs> so I walk out, and the alarm go off, but it was an old lady walking out with me, and they grabbed her, and I just ran <laughs> off. She's like, wait a minute, I ain't took nothing. Get your hands off me. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm just running. I'm running around the corner. <laughs> I don't need to steal no books. Uh, so, so Richard Fry. <laughs> get your hands off. Get your damn hands off. You hear, well, you hear an older woman get snatched up. They get, they get, get your damn hands off me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy. You know, Eddie, Eddie is, and people will say Eddie, but like, I'm for real. That's why my character stuff is so strong. Like, it's so important with my character stuff. JB Smooth. That is who I learned how to milk a joke from. Oh yeah, JB is. My JB man. is the like he will oh, he can milk it. Bro, he, he the only comic that made me catch a cold from laughing. I was laughing so hard <laughs> I started coughing. Like for real, like I caught a cold. I had to get some medicine. And everything. <laughs> but it, JB is you, is. you never know, man. It's it's like crazy, man. Dude, this dude. I love him. Would he tell a story, dude. He, he used to do this fight and be like uh, about somebody fighting him till he got home. He's like, look at man, you can't come to my house now. <laughs> My grandmother's sleeping. My grandmother's sleeping. And she's like, and he woke the grandma up, like, what's going on? Young man, don't hit me. It's so, because you don't know how far he would go. He no, would he, just. Oh, yeah, he's not going to let it stop. It wouldn't, it'd be like, yo, you're crying. Like, oh, if God. anybody's a favorite comedian for Chicago comedians, it's J.B. Smooth. To this day, the only comic I've ever <laughs> seen come to Chicago where all of us showed up to go see. Yeah. Even niggas, we ain't like each other. We all went to go yeah, see J.B. Tonight, we all, we all clock, good. we're here yeah, for yeah, J.B. Yeah, for real. <laughs> And, it would, and be in tears. If that audience was just full of comics, he would have been good. Oh, God. We would be feeling. that dying. <laughs> All right. I said, okay. Uh, Richard, Eddie. JB. JB. You. And it's not because you're here. What you did was, like, you made that shit cool. You know what I mean? Thank you, man. You made it fucking cool. You just made, ah, oh, you could be a smooth, funny motherfucker. No, seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I ain't know I was smooth. I'm smooth. Come on. Come on. First of all, you created booty cuts. <laughs> That shit didn't even, nobody even said no shit like that. <laughs> man, you stupid. That's, I mean, for real, you think, who creates fucking two, you, a phrase? I got a booty, like, that's a minute forever. Yeah, that's facts. My bad, man. I'll take, I'll take <laughs> it. I'm humbly, I'm humbly. That's crazy. Wow, now, that's dope. These last one, it's like, I need them, oh, it's like a combine. It's Bernie and it's Robin Harris. Oh, you got to put them together. Because, I mean, yeah, they're different, but like, Robin Harris, bruh. <laughs> Robin Harris. Hold it, yeah, you gotta give his Robin Harris or something else. Mm. Act like they don't wanna help nobody. They, be they going slow. <laughs> they, they trying not to get you. They want you to be dead I, I when be, you get you. I would help you, but uh, uh, we ain't making. I'm on lunch. Um, <laughs> Robin Harris? Robin Harris. Robin Harris, uh, you know, 
God, how do I describe him, man? Like, just brilliant. Just brilliant. Brilliant. You talking about freestyling, could roast the shit out of you. Like, I some for no reason, a lot of times, I watch House Party, the first one, just to hear him roast them niggas in that house. <laughs> Cause it don't sound like that shit was written. No, it wasn't. I guarantee you. It, it, even with the way he's yelling at these little niggas, like it's so fucking brilliant. So follow the drip. Oh, oh no, your test two, baby. Like nobody ever said no shit like yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't know test two babies existed yet. <laughs> he was a <laughs> test two baby. Is his phrasing <laughs> follow is, the drip? So is, you can't commit no crime. You you could you could never could. even when he tells off the police in there. I'm gonna kick a motherfucker's ass. Like it's like it was just. <laughs> Oh man, Robin Harris was so fu- and, and and it's that's one of the most unfortunate tragedies yeah, to me. In he comedy. was right there, about he was to right blow, there, man. Ready, he was ready right to blow I, what I, all what I, the way up, dude. I was watching a documentary about him, and I'm like those deals were right there, sitting there on the table. He was about to have, he's about to have this motherfucker shut down. <laughs> Period. Robin Harris was about to shut this shit down. One of the funniest dudes to ever do it. Well, I love your squad, man. Yeah. I appreciate you making time for your big bro, man. Keep winning, baby. You know what I'm saying? I like your drip, man. You got the drip. You got the look now. Your beard is peppered right. You know what I'm saying? Pepper. I remember when it, I remember I look, when it was just a little, older, but now it's pepper fly. I look older than you. I know. How did how that happen? How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> but I bet you I just had a mustache. That's right. And it was thin. <laughs> now you got a full, fuck you a grown ass man. That, I got that damn daddy beard to the fullest. Hey, everybody. This is my boy, <laughs> Lil Rail. Check out him on all, let him know about your social media program. Yo, follow me on Twitter at Lil Rail. For I mean you can Twitter uh, yeah whatever but definitely follow me on Instagram because I love Instagram yeah. at comedian Lil Rail and Absolutely. just hang out with me and watch me post stuff and hang out mostly with my family and stuff like that and and have a good time just have a good time I seen you working on the drums one day I said uh, no nah, I'm a I'm a drummer fam. now you're a drummer I've been pl- I was you're, pl- you've been playing I started playing when I was six okay my bad I'm jumping yeah out I was I learned since you was yeah I taught myself grade. how to play the first drums. grades okay. Out that little boy with the little sticks and show up to the guest church. It's like, oh, I come that little boy that played the drums. <laughs> that, that's that's the first time I was a star. Was when I was playing well, the drums. You forgot the about big, that. The that's the, that you ain't even have a name. The little boy with the drums. The little boy with the drums. There you go. He's about to be drumming. <laughs> no, people shout a little more. They're like, look at the little boy on the drums. You <laughs> <laughs> <Use> some God. <laughs> Use some little boy with the sticks. Everybody, give it up for my brother Lil Rail. Welcome and thank you for being a part of Top Billing. Another fantastic episode. Top Billing, the podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. Holla. <laughs>